You're listening to the Vancouver Mixtape produced live at CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby Campus Community Radio Station at Simon Fraser University. Uh, we stream online at cjsf.ca. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Van Mixtape. Uh, we're also on Instagram. You can find the show on iTunes and SoundCloud and all of those things. Uh, I am Jesse. Oh, wait, your mic wasn't on, so say it again. Jesse, I'm Jamie. Uh, you're Jamie, and we're joined in the studio by Jeff from Devours. Hello. Hi, I'm Devours. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Uh, we're going to play a whole bunch of music, talk about uh, your favorite local stuff, your new record, Iconoclast. But uh, first, to kick things off, we're going to play uh, a track, Beyond Love and Beneath You. Here it is on the Vancouver Mixtape.
Growing Down by Primp from the, the record Half Bloom here on the Vancouver Mixtape. The first selection uh, by guest curator Devours. <laughs> Welcome, Devours. Hi, I'm very excited to be here. This is the Vancouver Mixtape Newcomers Edition, according to me. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so I'm playing a bunch of bands who I'm excited about right now. Now, are these... Uh, are these Bands that you've been introduced to over the last little bit here? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of them, or a few that have been on my mind recently, were in Shindig this past year. I went to see Shindig a bunch of times throughout the fall, and Primp, I think, got to the semifinals, and they're really good. So I'm happy to share them on the Vancouver Mixtape. Absolutely, and definitely like on brand with us. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, you what drove you to Shindig this whole this past year? Like, was there anything about this year that was that piqued your interest more than previous um, years? Or? I, maybe it's supposed to be a secret. I was like a judge. Oh, really? Huge, yeah. I, maybe that's a secret. <laughs> Bre- <laughs> breaking anyways, news uh, yeah. on the mixtape. And also, I love discovering new bands, just in general. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, I think that I have a special soft spot for Shindig, maybe because I competed in it a few years ago, and so I sort of know the the process, I guess, of like being in it and competing and losing, and it's like it's a neat it's a neat experience, I guess. I, I think it, it's also sort of like very much designed, not exclusively, but to to sort of help the process for for new bands. Absolutely, right? Like there's there's a certain element of coaching to it. Um, yeah, through through like. Jamie and I played in a band that played Shindig. Yeah, and I remember. That's the only show I've ever got where we got like comment cards afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Here's some things to work on. Here's some things to think about. Here's what you're good at." And uh, I think that just like if you look at the bands that enter and make it far, like a lot of the time, you know, there's usually like one of the bands that makes it all the way through is like an established band, but then one of them that makes it to the final, it's they were not playing shows before Shindig. Absolutely, yeah, it's a good platform for sure, especially for suburban bands. Like this year, uh, two of the bands in the finals were from Surrey. Yeah, um, and yeah, so I think that it's it's good for bands who are really new and who might not know like a ton of the right people, quote unquote, and like the Vancouver scene. It, yeah, it's a good opportunity to just get some exposure with like the CITR crowd at least. Yeah, yeah. So. And they, if for for the most part, hold a lot of the keys uh, to this local scene. But speaking of this scene, I think the last time we had you on, um, which was what three years ago. Yeah, this is the three year anniversary. Wow. Off by a few weeks, but yeah. Oh well, like we're so happy that you're back and that you remembered us. You never forgot us. <laughs> <laughs> but it, ever uh, since, yeah. ever since, um, like around that that period, because you were just putting out Late Bloomer at that point, right? Yeah. Um, you you've become an instant. Institution in this, like, like you're, <laughs> if you're on a bill, then it's suddenly like a a must see show. At least that's the feeling that I get. That is very uh, flattering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, thank you. Uh, well, what what's uh what's your experience been like in the scene since you've I guess really thrown yourself into it? it that's a good question. It has been a roller coaster. I played one show as Devours, um, like bef- before coming on to to speak with you guys three years ago and so yeah i've learned a lot i've learned a lot about community i would say um because i knew of quite a few local bands before but hadn't met 
people in the scene. I was very much like an, an outsider and just didn't really know any of the musicians here. And so, yeah, I've learned a lot. I think that it's been really humbling because um, there's so there's so much music in Vancouver and so much talent. So much of it is really good, and it's hard to just get exposure in the city. Um, but but yeah, I think that um, it's been amazing. Uh, getting to play live i don't know i've always sort of been like a bedroom musician and i've struggled to like yeah like meet, meet people and book shows and stuff it has never really come easy but but yeah i think once things started to catch on with late bloomer it's been kind of a dream there have been ups and downs of course and i've but yeah <laughs> i'm very grateful for the shows that i've played yeah well i feel like when when you were here for late bloomer it, you were just sort of coming to terms with the idea of having your own voice in the songs oh my god yeah. let alone let alone you know like getting up on stage and performing them and has has that transformed uh like what like how you experience music or how how you experience making music or oh maybe being an artist? yeah yeah because i think that i was a bit more confident as a vocalist recording iconoclast the new album um like i didn't bury the vocals as much like they're a little bit higher in the mix and so slowly but surely i'm gaining a bit more confidence but i still had to like tune the vocals like <laughs> extensively on this album and so like my vocals are still probably my biggest insecurity and performing live too i'm always really like critical of myself and afterwards i'm like oh my was singing out of tune the whole time but but yeah i'm trying to make it work uh, you yeah. know you know you are not a rarity in that you you might have to tune your vocals right like, like <laughs> Maybe, these days yeah, that's I'm, that's sort of uh, acknowledged pretty widely yeah right? i'm a little bit of a perfectionist and i am with like a very imperfect voice and so i'm never really happy with it but but yeah that's it i'm trying to just have fun (laughs) (laughs) it's all you can do and we get a benefit because you make sick dope pop music in the process (laughs) thank you jamie um but uh yeah we you mentioned the new album um and i guess we'll get to this a little more but uh Give us the base details, like Iconoclast. When are, when are we looking for it to come out? Yeah, so it's coming out really soon. It's coming out next week. It's so Friday, Friday right? March 8th, and then the evening before at Static Jupiter, I'm going to put on the album release show Ooh. with S. Lord Efferman and Kellarissa. I'm very, very excited. It's going to be wild. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, and those are sort of uh, past and future tour mates for you. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we'll get to that. Sure. After, let's play another song. Uh, do you have one that you want to go to? Do you want to do the Yoon? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, this band just played at the Roxy, and they are, I think they're going to have a big year. That was their first show, too, wasn't it? It may have been. That yeah, first or ones. second. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think they're going to do well this year. Uh, see for yourself, this is Ark by Yoon.
calls me out from the shadows in the light was something beautiful we slow dance to a tempo and we carry our resentment you can't say it but you tweet it all alone in our apartment i gave up on being selfless for you i quit the bottle put you before my mother gave up on marijuana now we Back by Bioana, uh, alumna of the Vancouver mixtape. That is this show here on CJSF 90.1 FM with guest curator Devours. Hello again. Hi. 
Uh, <laughs> hi. Uh, before that, uh, we had another track chosen by yourself, Ark, by Yoon. Mm-hmm. Bit of a sort of like sh- shoegazy, yeah. rocky thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That just sort of appeared out of nowhere to me. I remember like Jamie, with Jamie and I share a, a Facebook group where we post music that we're going to play in oh. the show. Oh, and cool. okay. I had not heard anything about this band, and Jamie posted it, and I was like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah, it's Dorothy from Swim Team and oh. James from Tender Time. Oh, uh, well. They are a real-life couple, and now they are a musical couple. Or actually, I think it's a three-piece. They have they have a drummer. So, yeah, Ewan is a three-piece, but they are good people. And I was saying, I was saying this to you off-air, but um, the... Uh, there, there once was. A, it feels like there was once a time when bands like that were. Uh, there was a lot of quality shoegaze rock and roll bands like that. Yeah, and uh, since uh, since then, not so much. You I mean a, a time other than the nineties? Yes, there was like the the the, the more recent yeah. Renaissance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the 2010 to 2015 era definitely felt kind of like nineties indebted indie rock, like heavier. Rockish, like there were tons of things like that happening in Vancouver, and yeah, maybe less so in the last few years. It feels very post punky mm-hmm. right now. Like everyone just wants to do post punk, and so yeah, I guess Yoon is like a little bit different from that, but it's great. They're very good. Um, speaking of, uh, <laughs> I'll get back. Never mind. Well, I'll ask that question later. But uh, you did have Biawana <laughs> on there uh, as well. Um, yeah, with would take you back, and Biawana is kind of a new artist for you. Yes, absolutely. But the singles are really, really good. I think that she's going to have a big year. Yeah, um, th- uh, every single one of them has just been like almost better than the last, and it, that that kind of streak <laughs> doesn't feel sustainable. But it it doesn't seem to matter. For it might. It might be. Who knows? We'll yeah. see how things go for Biawana. But I think that single, not sure if that was the one that's a collaboration with Harley Small or if he had produced it, but Harley is so talented as an electronic producer. I think he's one of the most talented people in Vancouver. We played a show together at the Toast Collective last November, and I was thrilled to finally like, do something together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that he's super, super talented. So. Yeah, Ash had nothing but uh, great things to say about Harley when, oh, she, was, when she was in here. Cool. Yeah, yeah. he's really, really talented. Yeah, um, and she she's actually playing her first uh, show as Biawana, I believe, in oh. May. And it's the Glitter Ball, I believe. But with the, yeah, the new that festival. lineup is so good, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I'm glad that whole thing's happening. It's Absolutely, um, but we do we do have some more some more choice uh, selections. What are we going? To, what what's next? Kylie V is next. Yes. Uh, do you want to tell us about Kylie V before or after we play? I also think Kylie V is going to have a big year. Um, they're going to open for Apollo Ghost, which is mm. huge. <laughs> I think that's happening at Redgate really soon. And uh, yeah, that show is going to be packed. It's, I'm excited to see it. So. Unreal, yeah. Uh, this is Firebelly Toad off the record Lotus Eater by Kylie V. Oh 
of the Vancouver Mixtape. That was Sophie's Dad by Kamikaze Nurse. Another uh, choice selection from Devours. Um, you are listening to us, by the way, on uh, CGSM 90.1 FM. Uh, we broadcast every Sunday live from SFU Burnaby on Burnaby Mountain. Uh, we do acknowledge that we're on the unceded Coast Salish territory of the Coquitlam, Squamish, and Soil Watooth. Um, you can find us, all, by the way, on iTunes and Google Play. We're there. We did it. We did it. We did the whole thing. I really drew that, dragged that one out. Um, I was trying to. It repeat. only took us nine years. Yeah. <laughs> we're finally on the iTunes store. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. You can listen to, listen to all of it whenever you want. Um, but yeah, we had uh, we just had some uh, Sophie's Dad by Kamikaze Nurse, who is a uh, another band that that you've discovered recently. There is this theme yeah. here: is that these are artists that you the newcomers discovered. edition. This is <laughs> this is the newcomers edition. So what's, yeah, what's, Kamikaze Nurse is really really good. They're really good live. They're a little bit of a super group. Um, uh, members, I think of. Necking, Bedwetters Anonymous, um, Late Spring, Hazy. Yeah, so really, really good band. They performed at Winter Waste this year, and I think that that boosted their profile a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're really good. I was impressed with their, their set. They're, they're, they are definitely one of those bands that seems to be crawling their way up uh, up above... Uh, What's the what? What do they call them? The show posters. Like they're oh, okay. higher and higher up that that slate of uh, of headlining acts, and uh, yeah, they're they're definitely they definitely seem to be a band that that bolsters a lot of bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that more um, shows will come for sure this year as their album comes out i know that they recorded an album recently and so yeah maybe that's why it took a little while to like build momentum uh, i'm not really sure what to say but it's but yeah like new, new music is coming soon and so the time is now yeah like, often, if you, often if you don't see any shows for a band is because they're busy d- spending their energy elsewhere exactly yeah I think they be. were recording this past while yeah. so cool. um uh, a little while ago i alluded to the fact that you had toured with uh, Calarissa and we're about to slash her sort of in the middle of a tour with S. Lord Efferman. Yeah, it's coming up. It hasn't started yet. It's going to be really small. So we're going to do the um, release show this Thursday together and then we'll do um, a Vancouver Island thing immediately after. And so we're going to go to Cumberland on the Friday, Nanaimo on the Saturday, Victoria on the Sunday, and then that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really short Vancouver Island tour. And Go go ahead. I mean, there's not really. It's tough to stretch it out much further than that if it's just going to be a Vancouver Island tour, right? Yeah, and I must say, booking Cumberland was so hard. Mm. <laughs> it took like two months of <laughs> so much networking and effort. It was hard, and so yeah, it almost didn't happen. But I'm glad that we can at least play like more than two shows on the island. So yeah, it's going to happen. I, I do always wonder about um, the extensions of scenes in smaller towns that we don't. Really yeah, because I always had the assumption that for like a smaller place, it's less competitive. It might be easier to book a show, but that is not always the case. It's true. As I have learned from Cumberland now. Yeah, <laughs> like you just never know. Sometimes like there's one place that puts on bands, and if you send your stuff to them and they don't like you, then that's it. Like yeah. what do you do? Yeah, like yeah. I just didn't hear back from some people. It's a long story, but. But yeah, so Cumberland will happen, and it should be neat, I think. 
Um, to, to also go to go back to another thing that you, that you mentioned last segment um, before we get to our next artist, um, we're talking about Yoon, and you described them as like this '90s rock kind of revival thing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of '90s rock revival, um, I think there was like a Facebook post, and you've certainly integrated their music into uh, your live performance. Um, but you you mentioned Corn as an influence, like the new metal band Jonathan Davis. Um, metals, uh, what do they call it? What's the b- scat? Metal scat. Um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I just have an undying love and adoration for new metal. It non- really informed my youth, and um, yeah, I mean, anything like Deftones, Seven Dust, Slipknot, Corn, like everything. I was so into it. And yeah, I love the energy of it. I love the creativity of just like blending genres. I thought that it was really exciting at the time. And I think that lyrically, even though some of it is not <laughs> aged very well, um, it spoke to me at the time. And I think that that's a powerful thing. Lyrics are kind of underappreciated, I suppose. Yeah. And lots of indie music. Yeah. I'm not really into like stringing random words together. I like songs that are about something. And I think that, yeah, like New Meadow. I guess, like, at the time, it spoke to me, and clearly a lot of teenagers, because it was hugely popular. You know, like, a lot of people connected with that music, and so, yeah, I still love it. <laughs> I, aside from, like, maybe a... a yeah, maybe a style... I don't know if the, you could say that the the style is, is linked between you and new metals, but there's... If you told me that there was a new metal influence on some of the new singles that you've released, I could definitely listen to those now and be like, you know, what? I could, I could, I could hear it. <laughs> like a little, yeah, yeah. It, not so much on Late Bloomer, but on my on Iconoclast, the new album. Definitely, there are some influences that are coming out. Some more punk influences that are coming out. Even on the song that you played at the start of the show, Beyond Love and Beneath You. That's basically like a new metal riff, but in like synth. Like video gamey synth yeah, like yeah. format, but like yeah, there's definitely new metal riffs sneakily like thrown into a lot of my music. Even like the second portion of Freddy Krueger Honeymoon Suite, yep, is like really close to like Seven Dust and like old new metal riffs. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. You and I are bonding on a, on a topic <laughs> I never thought you and I would bond on, but I, I'm yeah. great. I have no shame. I I love it. Cool. Uh, let's get to, to some more music as chosen by Devours. Uh, we got the April Fool's Childrenhood coming up. Can you say something about this band? Yeah, so this is a solo project by someone by the name of David Knights Cowling? No. Knights is plural? David, okay, let's just do David Cowling. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really, really talented, and I'm excited to hear more music. I've been listening to this EP for the last few years, so it's a little bit old now, but um, yeah, eager for more for more music. I think that he's very, really talented. The EP is Low Color, and this track is called Whisper to Me. When I think of an honest man I'm lost to find one in my end Clenching you, but holding bone I'm dripping slow for those I've hurt I'm dripping slow for those I have hurt I'm dripping slow 
Don't Sleep at All by Monsoon Moon uh, off the release. Swamp People here on the Vancouver Mixtape with guest curator Devours. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm going to say welcome back every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Uh, we're having lots of fun here. It's, it's, it's such a shame that our show is only one hour long. I, it feels like it's gone by far too quickly. Yeah, but it's not over. It's not over we're gonna yet. We're going to play more music and Absolutely. talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a new album coming out. I've been hyping it a lot on social media. It's called Iconoclast. It's my second full-length album. And... Yeah, so it's coming out this upcoming week, and it's dark and intense. I wanted, yeah, because my first album's called Late Bloomer. I wanted it to be, f- like, floral and colorful and focus on sort of, like, beauty and the beauty of, like, my experience coming out and the scene and as a gay person. Um, but, yeah, this new album, just aesthetically, I, like, shaved my head and I wanted it to be a little bit gothier and more dark. The music is more upbeat and more intense. And I'm I love it. I'm so excited for this album. You, I'm excited for people to hear it. You want to you want the the album to smash religious imagery. Yeah, I you also want it to smash the Billboard 200. All right, <laughs> let's get <laughs> it there. Let's, let's do that. We want that. Well, yeah, that's a good point that you brought up, Jesse. Um, yeah, I grew up in a religious household. I was forced to go to church at least once a week for 16 years. I was an altar server. My family was really involved in the church. Um, I hated it so much. I hated, like, every moment of it. And so, yeah, the song that we played at the start of the show, Beyond Love and Beneath You, is very much, like, a song that I wish that I could have made or at least heard when I was, like, 15 or 16. It's, yeah. So there are some, like, religious-y themes of, like, my fallout with religion on the album. But overall, the album, I would say more so, is about um, where I'm at in my life and my thoughts and opinions on masculinity right now in the gay scene and like queer identity and just letting go of like heteronormativity basically and the idea that I should have like a normal trajectory of like getting married and having kids and like I'm now in my 30s and my life is so completely weird right now (laughs) and not what I thought it would be but yeah I'm just letting go of what I thought my life should be, like when I was younger and learning to embrace being in the very weird, unstable arts world and the gay world. And, did, and so that's what the album is about, I guess. Did you set out, like, did you set out to create an album about those things or did you just write some songs and that's sort of what it, what, yeah, what came out? Another really good question. Yeah. So, um, I suppose I'd like to think that whenever I put out an album, it's basically just like a time capsule of whatever is like I'm going through at that time in my life. And the last three years have been really intense. Like I went through a breakup. These topics have been on my mind. I have been growing and learning in my like gay existence (laughs) and just like, yeah, so I, I didn't set out to make an album about this. I think that it's just a reflection of where I am in my life. But yeah. Uh, you also mentioned uh, that, you know, sort of being in your 30s and having a, a like a messy life or having the life that like not what you would have expected at all. And I think yeah. that that's something that um, is, is pretty deeply relatable um, for for a lot of people of our generation or the, the generations around us to mm-hmm. sort of be here in adulthood and not have it look exactly like what it would have for our parents generation yeah 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 i'm not sure if the album has 
anything like hugely insightful to say. It's mostly just like my own experiences and opinions and stuff. But yeah, if people can relate to anything on the album, that is is great. Because yeah, I think that on Late Bloomer, I really wanted to just find an audience and because like, I never had that. I've been making music since I was a kid and I've just never had an audience. And I think that I wanted to make songs that were a little bit more universal on that album. And this album was not the case. It's more sort of like defiantly queer. And I just wanted to not try to, I guess, pander to like mainstream like audiences or whatever. And so like I, so it's a little bit of a concern. I'm not sure if everyone will be able to relate to some of the songs on it. They're very specific to my experiences. Um, but yeah, anyways. I think I, <laughs> hopefully people like it. Yeah, and uh, like the 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 art and music that I end up liking the best is most often the the stuff that's honest, right? That's an an, mm. an open, honest expression of of whatever is going on inside the person's head. Yeah, when you when you cool. can really dig into like the more the more personal, um, it all it, it feels nice at least for me and, and some of the music that I've uh, I guess consumed over the years is like when. When I feel like there's pieces from a story that I'm 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 missing, I'm almost more attracted to those kind of those, those kind of songs because it feels oh, yeah, like yeah. they feel larger than myself. Mm. Like when there's like a, ge- a just a gen- more generic song about romance or love, and I can you kind of you process it one way, and right. there's not a lot of room to kind of I guess investigate that song. But and it's definitely like from lyric lyrical content to to at least soundscape uh, on late bloomer as an example, like there was a lot to unpack there even just sonically, right? Like there's a lot oh. going on and uh yeah, the, I, th- I think the more the more that an album requires you to kind of sit with it is kind of an is is more advantageous than I think people um typically Cool. I'm glad that you're an album person. I'm. I am too. I feel like we're kind of in the Spotify like singles era, like wallpapery, like random background music, curated playlist. (laughs) Exactly. It's like there's too much generic stuff. But yeah, I prefer stuff that's a little bit more creative and challenging. And yeah, I guess we're not in the like that's not the norm. Yeah, right. We're old. Well, the new <laughs> we're, old, yeah. we're old. We're old. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah. We're old, but uh, the new album Iconoclast comes out March eighth, uh, and there's a, a release party at Avant Garden. Um, no, it's at Static oh, Jupiter. At Static Jupiter on I March seventh. Botched it. Uh, Static Jupiter uh, on Thursday, and uh, we're gonna play one more song so that we can come back and uh, say our goodbyes. Cool. Uh, this is uh, Priya Sandhu. Yes. Uh, and the track is gone.
Alright. Uh, that's almost it for the Vancouver mixtape. Yeah, home stretch. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been really fun. Thank we you miss for you. Me. Yeah, I miss. I was really excited for this to happen. We had to postpone it because of Snowmageddon. Oh, Snowmageddon. But it's happening now. And I think it's good timing. The album is just about to come out. And yeah, I'm really grateful that you guys took a chance on me three years ago. And so happy. once again, I, yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Glad to have you back. Uh, the album comes out on Friday. Uh, you've got a show on Thursday. And then uh, there's also, we're putting on a show together. Yeah, we're working with Alarum on the March 15th show yes, at Redgate. Sightlines Tour Kickoff Show. That'll what a, be really fun. What a lineup. Oh, man. Yeah, it'll be good. Mr. Uh, Mr. Axon sure knows how to throw together a bill. Um, but yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and for showing us some of your favorite musicians that are coming out of this city. Newcomers edition. Newcomers edition. <laughs> cool. Um, we'll be back next week with Eric Axon. He's going to be joining us to, oh, cool. to to pump some more air into the tires of this show and maybe talk a little <laughs> bit more about some of his favorite bands. Uh, that's it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>